0: It's time to talk women's football once again with Alicia Carnabas. Evening to you Alicia. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. How are you team? Very good. Roy O'Donovan's here uh, tonight of course as I'm sure you know. Uh, before we get on to the A League women's competition a question we didn't have time for last week. Uh, Ray Dower appointed TD of women's football by FA. Uh, that a good appointment in uh, in your view Alicia?
1: Yeah, look, I definitely think the appointment is required. Number one, and I think if we're looking at um, who's probably the most experienced in the women's game um, amongst all of our coaches, particularly in 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 the women's coaching realm, I think Ray Dow would have to be top of that list. Um, just with the amount of exposure that she, she's had in our game for many many years. Um, gosh, I would have been a kid coming through, and Ray Dow was top of the charts up here in Queensland. So. I think it's a good appointment. I think it's a start um, for women's football in particular to actually have a TD, which mm. I think is, is important for our movement as we, we go forward and try and grow this game. Yes, and on to the business of the game, uh, Alicia. Wellington Phoenix got their first win of the season, hammering yes. Canberra 5-0. Was it as much of a shock to you as it was to me? Well, Roy, welcome by the way, Thank to the you. show for for tonight. Um, look, the last time they played Canberra, they lost three 0 I'm pretty sure back in December, if my stats are right and my memory serves me correctly. Five nil is a thumping um, of Canberra, and I think they had a really good win the week before. so definitely a surprise um, as far as as far as the result goes. They've got Brisbane um, this week on the road, so, That'll be interesting uh, to see if they can just maintain a bit of momentum. And the the quality of the finishing was really, really good uh, Mm -hmm. from Wellington. So fantastic match from them and, I love to see a bit of a shake-up in the, these matches throughout the league. So I was really pleased for them and, and hopefully they can continue. Absolutely.
0: Uh, now, Western got back to winning ways after uh, their first loss last week. Uh, Hannah Keane with her seventh of the season. She's in line for the Golden Boot at the moment. Uh, the top four, Alicia, looks to be pretty much locked in. There's a, a five-point break between Victory and fourth and Adelaide in fifth. Uh, is anybody going to break that top four stranglehold, do you think?
1: Look, it's it's as we sort of said earlier in the season. Once they start to break away that top four, it's going to be very difficult um, for for other teams to catch up. And I think that's always the challenge um, through with both leagues in the A League, men's and women's. It's always the challenge once the top four sort of cement and get their momentum. I think it's it's never say never, but I think it's a bit of a stretch now for any team to really catch catch the four. Mm. And I think what we're seeing will will generally continue unless there's some. Surprise! Late, uh, late attacks from from teams a little bit lower in the table, but I think what we see is what we get, and it's just whether or not. Um those teams can just maintain that momentum into into finals, really.
0: And there's a very uh, Victorian feel about the top of the ladder with Sydney FC, of course, the outlier. Stuart from the Dem- uh, the People's Democratic Republic of Victoria has sent us a, t- a text, 0457 736 736 is our number. Uh, and Stuart says, look at uh, the A-League W ladder at the moment. An all-Victorian final is looking a real possibility. If this eventuates, the APL surely cannot have this showpiece in front of empty seats when we're so close to hosting the Women's World Cup. Any thoughts? Now, of course, this is on the Mm -hmm. back of the decision to have the men's and women's grand finals uh, in Sydney. There's no uh, guarantee, of course, it's going to be an all-Victorian final. No guarantee there's going to be a full stadium of empty seats either. But you sort of take his point. If it's an all-Victorian final, it would be better to be in Victoria, really, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's been the... The sore point, I think, for football fans throughout the country is um, part, part of drawing your crowd is being able to, to host your final, right? That was that was the way it was. And if you finished as minor premiers, you you got that honor of hosting the final. Yeah. So I think that part of our game is lost, unfortunately. And I think that actually is what made our game unique. If we look at the other codes, Melbourne get the AFL, Sydney get the NRL typically. And so what made our game unique was that our final was mobile. Um, And so I always thought we had greater reach in that regard. So absolutely point taken. Um, And I I think it would be disappointing if it is an all-Victorian final and it is in Sydney and and we don't get the numbers. It just goes against the grain of, again, what we're trying to achieve and and grow and utilize the World Cup for. So um, decisions, right?
0: Yeah. Big decisions. Um, I just wanted to ask you one question about uh, Western before we move away from uh, the Victorian teams. Jess McDonald played her final match uh, for Western in uh, their win at the weekend. She led on both goals in the 2-0 victory. Uh, is that going to leave a big hole in Mark Torcaso's team that she's now gone back to the States?
1: Yeah, look, I, I really think Jess McDonald, um, as far as an addition to the league, was was a fantastic one. I think um, even watching her just recently against Brisbane, her ability just to position herself and and take a lovely first touch into space and then a first time cross to set up a goal. It's, you can just see her level of experience and, and the confidence that she plays with. And I think a team like Weston being new to the league and having a a player like her with her experience and and American players typically bring that confidence and that natural leadership as well that they have um, was definitely an addition um, to that team. So um, absolutely she'll be missed. I think she'll be missed in the league as well and um, also what she represented um, in terms of just being a mum and doing what she did as well and travelling to to play was was really special. So I think collectively she'll be missed, but I think uh, for Western, does this give room for players like Chloe Legazzo mm. as well to come in and, and really start to start uh, coming into finals time as well, that tail end of the season and see what impact she can have um, for that team.
0: And in case you don't know, Jess McDonald left her 10-year-old son back in the States to come over and play in Australia. Wow. So it's quite a big commitment, isn't yes. it? Sorry, Roy, go on. No, uh, I wanted to talk about the champions, Melbourne victory, they play in the the big blue doubleheader
1: on Australia Day. Uh, Alex Chidiak is in imperious form at the moment. Discuss. Where do we begin? <laughs> Alex Chidiak, I mean, she's been the talk of the week, I think, um, all around. She's been outstanding. I mean, from my money going back to the start of this season, i she was one of the bolters for me for the World Cup for the for the national team. Um, and to be included in that squad. I think she's stated her case in no uncertain terms now. Um, she's had a really, really special season and for me, um, a standout player in the league, absolutely. So her her energy and just what she brings to that Melbourne victory team and attack is really special. And I think um, well, I don't think I just I'm hoping that it continues long live because it's fantastic for the league. I think what she's doing is, is fantastic.
0: Absolutely is. Um, Let's head overseas. Uh, Roy's got one question to finish off, but I just want to ask you this one before he does. Uh, In England, in the FA Women's Super League, three games called off due to frozen pitches. Big talking point, this, including Chelsea against Liverpool. Sam Kerr was uh, in the Chelsea squad, of course. Uh, The match did get underway, but was abandoned after six minutes. And uh, uh, the Chelsea manager, Emma Hayes, has, has gone public saying, look, it's time the women's game got undersoil heating for all the pitch uh, for all the pitches that they play on, which I have say so I totally agree with. It did strike me though when you compare the problems of of England and Australia. I mean we're struggling to find stadiums to play and they're saying, well we got the stadiums, give us undersoil heating now just different level of problems, isn't it?
1: Correct. Correct. Look, I didn't even know you could get under soil heating, but here we are in, <laughs> oh, in yeah. Australia. It's not something we have to think about, right? So it's it's a completely different ball game. Um, what they're what they're dealing with. But look, when I saw that footage um, of Chelsea versus Liverpool, I thought it was some sort of a parody. I'd actually took me a couple of minutes to realize that this was the actual match. It was very very strange, obviously watching that footage. Um, but of course, it, as it should be abandoned, uh, if we're thinking about player welfare and safety, and, and just you know match quality i think it's really important that, that they get these things right but um emma hayes i think is not wrong in the request and i think if if the wsl are leading the the standard for women's football which england have really stepped up in the last couple of years absolutely in leading uh the way um for women's football and, and a new wave and a new standard i think it's important um that perhaps in their league that happens but of course other leagues follow suit with what the expectation is for women's football as as the mm. bare minimums. Absolutely.
0: Mm. By the way, do you know who the first club in England was to get undersoil soil heating? Manchester City, City. Oh, 1976. Main Road. Longer goes that. Main Road. Go on, Roy. You right. get the final question. Last question. Okay. Uh, the official match
1: ball for the FIFA Women's World Cup was un- unveiled this week in Sydney. Uh, it looked a bit big to me. It wasn't regulation size.
0: They
1: <laughs> needed a helicopter to bring it in. How are they going to kick that? Fun fun times. I mean, look, great footage, great marketing. Um, whoever was the mastermind behind that, it looks fantastic for, for the Women's World Cup, particularly Sydney in all its glory and Bondi Beach. So kudos to them. Um, the look of the new ball, I like it. I think it looks really cool. It's something a bit different. Um, the detail on it is, I think, really thought through but particularly around oceania i think that was really important to sort of highlight the region and i know that we sort of tuck into australasia these days by way of qualification but um look we we are an island big island australia and we really sit with our pacific neighbors by and large so i think it's a really nice touch and a really nice nod um, to our geographical position in the world and um, it's something a bit different i think it's quite modern as well so it's exciting yeah
0: sure is, as long as it doesn't fly like the Jabalani did in Mm. South Africa in 2010. That's it. Hey, uh, Alicia, we've got to go. Thanks so much for your time, as per usual. We'll speak to you next week on the Global Game.
1: Cheers, guys. Have a good night.
0: Thanks, Alicia. That's uh, Alicia Carnivas with our Women's Roundup.